Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. All right, you know we love terpenes, which is why we're jamming with Nevada's terpene-rich, naturally-flavored cannabis oil vaporizers that allow you to curate your high with their Mind Body Series. They provide you with six experiences that range from full mind to full body. So, Saab, tell the people about the flavors. So, each vaporizer has an enticing flavor profile like strawberry, tangerine, tropical, lime, blueberry, and wild grape. I've personally been rocking with the mind-dominant tangerine vaporizer lately, and the major terpene is terpenaline, and I've enjoyed it while hiking in the outdoors and just being active in general. And for me, the blueberry vaporizer that's body-dominant is what I've been enjoying, and the top terpene is limonene, which is great for relaxing my body and uplifting my mind. So whether you're a seasoned smoker or you're someone new, everyone should be able to enjoy the full spectrum of wellness and mindfulness and fun that cannabis brings to life. Guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon and I'm Saba, and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with local dispensary and herb shop owner. We've heard so many great things about him through our friends and the community. He has an herb niche in the market that we absolutely love, and from what we've known and we've seen of him, he's always doing his part to better our community. So, guys, please welcome Joe to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Joe. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. So let's just dive right in. Tell us your first cannabis experience and what it was like. My first cannabis experience, uh, unlike a lot of other people, was great. Nice. How old were you? 17 years old. Okay, so old enough to actually be able to comprehend what's going on. Uh, Not exactly. Okay, well tell us more. (laughs) We were uh, extreme bowling with my friend Chris, uh, and he has somehow gotten some weed, mm-hmm. you know, which was rare, and I had never actually seen before in person. Mm-hmm. He had a little homemade pipe. Okay. Uh, so we left his parents, who were inside bowling with his family. Mm-hmm. We go outside under a tree, and it's dark out, and uh, we smoked it. And I had never smoked anything before. Oh, what was it like? <laughs> it tasted funny. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh, and I was a little scared, but I was more thrilled. I yes. think at 17 years old, the thrill uh, was more powerful than the fear. The adrenaline yes. behind yes. all of it. <laughs> so we made our way back inside. Uh, you know, we had a couple of puffs, and it was mostly seeds. Uh, but we went inside, and I remember specifically... Just a euphoria, a body relaxation, uh, and I was carrying a giant soda and uh, just walking along in my bowling shoes, and I just dropped it because I just forgot I was holding it. Yeah, your body just was so relaxed. (laughs) 
That's yes. a good memory. <laughs> That's a really good memory. I feel like it painted a nice picture well, for it's me. Very, it was actually very detailed. That's yeah. impressive to remember, like at age like seventeen. From, yeah. yeah, from seventeen to where we're at now. Yeah, I think about it a lot, actually. Yeah, I love that. That's cool. Because I have a seventeen-year-old. Oh, do you? Oh, do you? Oh, okay. So, yes, and uh, of course, you know, every teenager has their own uh, journey with through life, mm-hmm. with, uh, plants and other things. Yeah, uh, you know. <clears throat> I'm I'm observing that. Yeah. Yes. So does um you said your son. So does your family um they know about like you being in the cannabis industry and all of that and are they okay with it? I guess you could say. Well, sometimes uh, you know the kids uh, are a little awkward because it is kind of taboo. Of mm-hmm. course, yes. Still in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not a lot of their friends exactly know what I do. Okay. You know, uh, like you mentioned, it's not only cannabis at our shop. It's tea, herbs, yes. and things like this. So m- most of the kids just call it the herb shop. I like that, <laughs> Some have, vis- have visited with their parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. So growing into your cannabis journey, Joe, if you could have one method of consumption for, like, the rest of your days, what would it be? One method? Hey. Yeah, one. Oh, <laughs> just one. so hard. I know. I love dry herb vape. Okay. And um, uh, my opinion, uh, cannabis oil is uh, one of the most versatile substances. Yes. Like Rick Simpson oil or FICO. Uh, But I'd have to smoke. Smoke. Yeah, I'm afraid so, yeah. Yeah, so tell me about um, the herb vaporizer. Why do you like that so much? Uh, Because it's, uh, I use the Dynavap, but I've used uh, quite a few, and Mm -hmm. they all work kind of the same. Mm -hmm. It's four times more efficient than smoking. Okay. Okay. it's uh, less smelly, you know. Which is nice. Uh-huh. You can eat the herb after you've vaped it. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Like, just eat, like, actually just, like, the herb itself? Yep. Really? Yep. What's that like? Tell <laughs> me more. It's kind of chewy, uh, <laughs> yeah. roasty. Uh, most people save it up, uh, you know, infuse it into an oil. Yes. Uh-huh. So. But you eat it. Oh, yeah, I just like to eat it. After. Oh, so, <laughs> do you get, obviously, do you get high off of it? Oh, yes, you do. Absolutely. Okay, so, like, how, how, what's yeah. the onset like? Uh, well, for instance, uh, the first way I really started using it was uh, putting it in smoothies. Okay. And I was just using maybe a tablespoon mm-hmm. of vaped bud in the smoothie. Uh, you drink that. I'd put mangoes with it to mm. possibly, uh, you know, enhance the yes. entourage effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And? I hope we can talk about that later. Yes. yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, you drink the smoothie. Uh, one hour later, it's a typical onset. You know, it's cold, though. I think mm-hmm. cold uh, cold uh, foods and drinks absorb more quickly for me. Okay. For me. That's, yeah. that's a good observation, um, I feel like. That's not something I would have, I've observed in my own body. So that's, that's to be aware. Yeah. Aware. Mm-hmm. Something to look into. Yeah, yeah I will. Definitely. Yeah, you know, it comes on quick, though. Yeah. So it's easy to take too much as well. Okay. Wow. wow. So what are, um, for anyone listening, what would the benefits be of, like, using the herb vaporizer or even eating the bud after it had been vaporized? Uh, some of the benefits, uh, it's, uh, you know, anti, uh, anti-anxiety benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Appetite stimulation, mm-hmm. help with sleep. These are some uh, main benefits. A lot of that uh, vaped bud uh, has been converted uh, from THC to CBN, mm-hmm. which is great for sleep. Yes, yes. Uh, so sometimes uh, eating the vaped bud can be a sleepy experience. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. And that. how long yeah. did you say the onset was? 
I would say uh, 45 minutes. Okay. To so, hours. like, kind of like about an edible high. Yeah, pretty much an edible, yes. Very cool. So, Joe, what is your go to strain right now, and what terpene are you into at the moment? Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> uh, my go to strain right now is uh, Wind Walker. Uh, yeah, that sounds my, very cool. Yeah, Wind Walker was grown by a native veteran. Okay. It's a small team. Okay. Uh, what and some of the ways I've learned to assess, uh, you know, medical cannabis mm-hmm. has been to start with uh, how was it grown, how clean is it. Mm-hmm. This is the first uh, prerequisite uh, I think that I look at. Yes. Uh, was it uh, sprayed with a lot of uh, materials during the grow? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or w- what was the soil like? Was it a huge pot? Was it a tiny little pot of rock mm-hmm. wool, for instance? Yes. Uh, I like the more natural style. Uh, great weed can be grown a lot of different ways, yes. though. You're right about yes. that. That's absolutely very My true. My way is not the only way, and uh, I acknowledge that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that wind walker is uh, because it's grown with only water. It's never it's grown with only water poured onto the soil. Oh, cool. And no bottled nutrients. It's never sprayed with any sort of uh, pesticide or oil of any kind. Uh, it's got... It's bred in Oklahoma. Love that. Uh-huh. I have the test results yeah, right here as well. Yeah, tell us You know, it has t- uh, usually around 1% or 2% THCV. Okay. THCV is a cannabinoid that, uh, you know, suppresses hunger a little bit, mm-hmm. which is not my favorite part of it. Right. But uh, <laughs> uh, the anti-anxiety like anxiety benefit mm-hmm. is, uh, it sort of reduces anxiety for most people. Uh, other than that, it's a stimulating strain, terpenoline dominant. Love that. And terpenoline happens to be my favorite uh, ter- terpene right now. Yeah, okay. okay. So uh, why yes. terpenoline? Uh, just uh, mo- mostly because of Windwalker, and I realized that it, uh, when I smoke it, it tickles the back of my brain. Really? It does. It really makes it tingle. Huh. And I just got some uh, from Mosaic Dispensary. I yes. got some fresh powder. Okay. Grown by resonant. Yes. And it's terpenoline dominant, Ooh. and it tickles the back of my brain. <laughs> I love that you say that. It makes me smile. Uh, feels good. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Joe, awesome. what would you say the turning point in your journey that cannabis became maybe more than just like getting high, but you like truly knew that it was medicinal, or did you feel that way like from the get-go? It would be after I... Uh, sort of left my career as a pharmacy tech. Oh, uh, okay. I was working in uh, cancer research mostly for 17 years. Wow. Uh, and then uh, moved into the herb, op- decided to quit that. Mm-hmm. My wife became a nurse, so I left that job, uh, opened the herb and cannabis shop. It's then, once we started carrying cannabis, uh, you know, a couple months of herbs, mm-hmm. it w- I didn't learn at the moment yet. Yes. When we got cannabis... Uh, and someone came in suffering, you know, uh, who knows? It could be, a, it's been a number of things. Mm-hmm. But when they come back one week later and they say that they've been helped from it, it's amazing. Especially when I had been, uh, you know, you work with a patient in cancer for two years or longer. Mm-hmm. And really, it just, there's no huge change always. Yes. It's more dramatic mm-hmm. with cannabis. It always is. I feel like, and it's cool to hear people's success stories. You don't really notice that as you're educating them because I feel like when you're running a business, sometimes not that people become numbers, but you know, you just get used to the usual of like helping people and 
providing them what's best that when they actually come back and give you the feedback, like, hey, this really helped, you actually stop to take a second to be like, oh, wow. Okay, wow. Like, I'm really glad that helped tell me more. I remember when I was buttoning that, like, was my favorite thing that would fill up my cup was when people came back and gave me feedback on the things that I had recommended. And it actually helped down to the very, you know, ailment that they needed. And it's such a full circle moment. It's so cool to see that a plant in all the different forms it comes in is healing to so many different kinds of people that walk through your doors. So cool. Mm -hmm. So let's flip the script a little. Tell us about what you do, your dispensary, and how it's different from other dispensaries around the state. Oh, well, uh, we believe we are Oklahoma's uh, first full-service herb and cannabis shop. Uh, So we have over 130 medicinal herbs uh, from all around the world. Uh, And I did bring you guys some of those. Oh. It's a sample for you. Oh, tell us about Uh, them. So, uh, and... uh, you know, these herbs can be have been used traditionally on their own or combined with other herbs. But uh, I think it's a good tool teaching people about cannabis. Mm-hmm. And then the cannabis is useful to help teach people about the herbs. That's, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, I love uh, that. I brought you guys some ruby refreshment tea, oh. which is hibiscus Thank plus you. lemongrass. Ooh, you know? hibiscus and yeah. lemongrass. Tell us the benefits of those, Joe. Well, uh, this hibiscus in the summertime, it can help you sweat. Uh, sweat. Uh, the lemongrass, uh, and the hibiscus has got a tangy flavor. It's very refreshing. And the lemongrass is rich in myrcene. Oh, I can smell the lemongrass, like the essential oil yeah. of a lemongrass. Like it's just so potent in there. Oh, this is exciting. So it's mainly just a fun tea to drink, and it's a beautiful red color. Okay. And this is um, Young Haisan Green Tea. Here you go, with a little caffeine. And, you know, it's drinking green tea every day, to me, is almost like drinking plants, almost in a very pure form. Yes, Yes. totally. For as long as I've known my dad, which is my whole life, he's always drank um, a cup of green tea every single day. Yeah, which is really good. He always tells me, you need to drink green tea. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, but maybe this will be my yeah. start. Maybe this is my start of green tea. Yeah, this smells delightful. Wow, this smells Yeah, amazing. thank you for sharing. Oh, yeah, thank you but, so uh, much. The, the other thing, uh, you know, the herbs sets us apart uh, a little bit. Uh, but uh, transparency is the other thing. Uh, for instance, on the labels, uh, on the jars of cannabis, we uh, list the source, how it was grown, uh, the medium it was grown in the nutrients that were used to grow it, the wow. uh, pest management methods, like was it just um, beneficial insects or was it some mm. organic sprays? All the details, wow. it, uh, Cure time, uh, a pairing with a tea. Uh, so, yeah, we just like to let, let pe- set people up to control their own medicinal cannabis experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, that's I good. love that you guys provide so much information. Nobody really does that, I feel like. I don't think actually anybody does that. In in regards to especially like how it's grown, the environment, like that's not something that mm-hmm. patients know to look for. So the fact that you provide it already I think is so cool and very unique. And as a patient, yeah. it's like, give or me I that feel like hand. if I'm the new patient starting at your herb shop, I would be set up for success. Like really, from the beginning, I would, I would feel yeah. like I had, you know, kind of like a a one up with like the knowledge uh-huh. um, from other like mm-hmm. people who are new, you know, cannabis consumers. But I yeah. think like that that you have a good foundation yeah. for a patient, you know, whenever they I come hope in. So. Yeah, that's yeah, what it sounds absolutely. like. 
So what made you want to incorporate herbs and cannabis? Like what was your vision in creating an herbal shop? Have you always just like been that way or had that, you know, in your mind? Well, I, I've always had an herb cabinet in my kitchen. Okay. And uh, with strange herbs that I get from the African shop or maybe, you know, Super Cow Win or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, my wife said, uh, you know, you should open a, you should open an herb shop when she was, you know, cussing at all of the jars. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, seven eighty eight. Uh, it was voted a yes, and then that's when the dream said, you know, combine my passions uh, and maybe what I'm good at, and then maybe it will be successful. I uh, like that. That's how we started. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Trusting that process. Yeah, yeah. So, what are your some favorite? What are some of your personal favorite herbs to mix with your cannabis, and then maybe herbs to smoke by themselves? Oh yeah, uh, to mix with cannabis uh, for smoking. Mm-hmm. In particular, yes. Uh, well, uh, my number one favorite herb for smoking with cannabis is mugwort. Okay, mugwort. What is that? Mugwort. Uh, you know, wort means herb, and um, so it's like a an herb for your mug. Oh. It's, uh, it used to be added to beer to make it bitter. It's very bitter. Mm. Uh, the herb uh, grows all around Oklahoma, as a matter of fact. Hmm. But the herb uh, induces dreaming. Really? Yes. Wow. And uh, I happen to uh, suffer from lack of dreams when I, you know, use cannabis daily. Yeah. Uh, but the mugwort can uh, reverse that on occasion. Wow. So do you prefer to have dreams? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. I always prefer to have dreams. Okay. Yes. Unlike a lot of people I know yeah. don't don't want that. What What makes you prefer to have dreams? Uh, it's exploring an unknown realm, mm-hmm. and I think it has some meaning. Yeah. Or can be used in some way to help. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to hear you say it. That's cool. <laughs> our listeners I, to hear it. <laughs> I don't dream, so that's cool. I'm going to explore that. I can't tell you the last time I had a dream. I'm, my brain is very silent while I sleep. So are you, Joe, are you someone who, like, will journal or get up in the middle of the night or something and write it down if you are having a dream, or do you just, like, remember it the next morning? Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. No, I usually take it for like the moment. The I moment, wish I okay, journaled. Yeah. I wish I'd wrote down things better. And yeah, no, I understand I, that. I carry around a notebook everywhere I go. Yeah, and I, hopes, good intentions. Yeah, <laughs> the intentions are there. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering how you remember yeah. something that would maybe be pretty. Um, I don't know, vivid. vivid. Yeah, yeah, that's the right word. Gotcha. That's so interesting. I think when you dream with, when you use an herb to try to help dreaming, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> the first night. Maybe just sleep in bed with the herb, you know. Okay. Take yeah. Take it in bed with you, and then uh, maybe do that for a few nights. 
it's all about um, eliminating your expectations mm -hmm. and uh, seeing it for what it actually is. I love that. That's really good advice. And even, uh, you know, a lot of customers might ask, uh, is this herb smokable? Is this herb smokable? Yeah. And I say, I, I, well, I, yes, it is, technically. Yeah. You can burn most herbs. Yes. Right. Uh, but it's all, it's all your decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good perspective. It is a good perspective. <laughs> so, for patients listening who have never thought about mixing herbs and cannabis, and ones that want to try it, how would you guide them in that process? Slash, do you have patients that only come in for herbs and not cannabis as well? Absolutely. Yes. The first step is finding out what it is they're trying to explore. Mm -hmm. Maybe you know, medical, uh, spiritual, uh, maybe even a replace uh, replacing some other tobacco or yeah. weed even mm -hmm. yeah uh you know it's always great to offer cbd hemp to people mm -hmm. uh for instance a very low thc so all the benefits of cannabis without the without any risk of paranoia anxiety mm -hmm. yes uh, and that's the number one reason we see people quit uh smoking cannabis and switch to herbs or cbd is anxiety wow um Previous anxiety. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, find out what it is they want. Uh, if they want help with sleep, you know, uh, be guided by terpenes. Uh, you know, lavender is full of linalool. Uh, the lemongrass has a lot of myrcene in it. Mm. Uh, so be guided by terpenes. And uh, another thing to be guided by is uh, historical use, like uh, blue lotus, mm. uh, which is Egyptian dreaming flower. Yes. It's been used for thousands of years for dreaming purposes and other sorts of mm -hmm. divination reasons. Nice. Wow. Uh, yeah. And find out what it is that they like when they smell the jar, too. Yeah. 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 That's the number one thing. Shop You're shopping with your nose. With your uh -huh. nose. I love to do and, that. And one more thing. Can I say one more yeah, thing? Yeah, of course. You can say whatever you want to. Keep it simple. Uh, you know, it's better to start with just three herbs when you're trying to form a smoking blend than coming to pick up ten herbs. That's good yeah. to know. You know? Yeah. yeah, that is good advice. Start small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. definitely. So let's talk about like, consuming a mango with cannabis. Like what earlier, whenever you were talking about the entourage effect. Up. Yes. Yes. Talk to us about that. What are your thoughts on the entourage effect? Uh, <clears throat> well, this is something I get in an argument in about once a week. <laughs> about, uh, I believe the entourage effect can be is uh, when terpene. When terpenes in cannabis, the entourage effect is terpenes, cannabinoids, flavonoids, and anything else in the plant working together as a, as a group. Uh, the question was about what? The entourage effect? Yeah, but just, what you think about the entourage effect, but also like the mango, like eating a mango with the, um, the bud that you were talking about. Like, is that, did it do anything for you? Did it affect your high? Did it? make it better or more intense yes i would say adding the mango to my smoothie probably increases the effect by uh tw 25 or 50 percent wow that's yeah oh wow that's, that's, that's kind that's of a my, lot yes. wow there's strange oh. things you guys that can be consumed <laughs> that affect our body crazy like yeah. uh if you're on a medicine and you take this one herb called saint john's wort uh -huh. yes. it could make the medicine like uh 10 times more powerful in your body. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. 
or a drug. I mean, yeah. a yeah. prescription drug or Whatever something. Whatever you put so, in. Yeah. Yes, but that's where, mm. other than that one herb that I mentioned to scare everyone, <laughs> um, there's basically n- zero interactions with all the herbs in our shop and most medicine. Yeah. Most yeah. prescription drugs. Zero interactions? Yes. Okay. Other than Saint, the St. John's Ward. Right. <laughs> Stay away from that, y'all. Yeah, that's real. I think that's like a something big to say, though, you know, yeah. for people who are on prescription drugs or anything, because that's a scary thing. You know, it's one of those mm-hmm. people should consult their doctor or whatever before. So you're yeah. not like mixing all these different yeah. things. But to know that there's no reaction like that, mm-hmm. except for the St. John's, that's yeah, it just goes back to say the the nature of all of it and the natural state of it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And how it helps our bodies. Yeah. That's how it is with my mom. Like she, I mean, she takes so many medicines because she has so many things. And my goal is to get her off of a lot of it. And her thing is, I'm like, mom, like research herbs. And she's like, her first thing is, it's just so scary with all the medicines I take. I don't want it to counteract what I'm doing. And I I hear that. I mean, at first I was like, mom, it's an herb. Like, don't be crazy. But now as I talk to more informed people and educated people, it's changed my perspective on sob. Don't be so crazy. Like, yes, herbs can actually affect the body in a lot of different ways, especially with big pharma that it's like, take a step back and do the research. So I'll have to bring my mom to come see you. No, I hope she would so. love to see yeah. you. <laughs> for your mom, uh, you know, when you get put on a lot of drugs, you do feel like uh, you don't have play a part in your own care. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and you feel like you can't make a choice. You can't even mm-hmm. use herbs to help yourself at some point. Yeah. You are that out of control of your own mm-hmm. decisions. Yeah. So, uh, you know, patients do have the right to ask their doctor to have to have a longer conversation mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And uh, to be open. To be about, open. I don't. Yes. I'm not. I don't love taking this for the rest of my life. Yes. You know. Yeah, and that's where I feel like their generation and our generation is so different because my mom, all she's known is doctors and medicine, and like mm-hmm. my doctor knows it all. And I'm like, we live in a generation where it's not like that anymore. Like, so most doctors, I would assume, are good, but you can't assume that from every single person. And a lot of the big healthcare providers that you go to just want your money. Mm-hmm. Or just want to swindle you into getting onto something that you don't necessarily need to be on, but it's 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 very different. So my mom views me and my skewed perspective of our health broken healthcare system, and she just doesn't understand. But she's also an immigrant, and a lot of her life was lived in Pakistan, and then she moved to America. So she just doesn't see it for actually what it is. But that's where our generation comes in with all these other things. So it's cool that you provide a lot of options for people who can consume but also don't consume with the education behind it because I feel like that's so important. Education is everything. And the fact that you have so much education behind the herbs as well, that's awesome. I feel like that's such a big key in our community that has almost been like missing so much value to our community, which is really cool. Yeah, that's good. So as a patient, I know I love to know how dispensaries are in regards to like purchasing on the back end because I know sometimes people will just buy stuff without even asking the hard questions like you said. Um, what is something that you take your you take pride on upon yourself when it comes to purchasing methods from processors and growers? Uh, this it's there are about eight thousand growers in Oklahoma. Yes, and <laughs> there are so many choices. Uh, if it was going based on price and smell alone or price mm-hmm. and lab test alone, it would be easy, you know. Yes. You'd have a measurement. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, cannabis has to be smoked. 
uh, you know, experienced and figured out. Mm-hmm. I can't make a decision um, in one hour. Usually it takes at least 48 hours. Yes. Uh, to get to decide whether the herb is even going to help me or mm-hmm. work in my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, it's, we get a panel of uh, testers to Very sample cool. out new. Mm-hmm. If I think it's good, then we'll go ahead and get it on the shelf, mm-hmm. and then we put it through a little bit more testing to figure out the effects mm-hmm. uh, based on, you know, a few more people. And uh, so that's, you know, we try to uh, vet the growers as well. Uh, and with processors, if... If it's made with a distillate, bulk distillate product, uh, or made from uh, mixed batches from all across the state, we do not buy it. We will only purchase uh, non-distillate, single source, uh, and then as far as the concentrates go, it's all solvent-free. That's so cool. I love to hear that. Quality. That really is. It's so cool to see how different everybody is, and it's beautiful to see how much time and, like, what you value specifics you take to provide your patients with the yeah. best. I think that's so awesome. It really is, and we're. I mean, it might sound simple, but it's it, like, it's, it's everything. It's yeah, everything to a lot of people who yeah. appreciate quality, you know, over quantity and knowing where your medicine comes from. Like, I don't want to put something in my body that I don't know where it's sourced from, and it, the fact that you get down to the source, I feel like that's so important because. Nine times out of ten, you walk into a dispensary, you buy something. If I ask a bartender, hey, where did this come from? Oh, well, I don't know. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? But it's that's the standard. So you're going against the standard, which is cool because I feel like it. you're yeah. above it. Yeah, you're setting a higher expectation for patients. So when they come into your place for the first time, it's a way high expectation than if they go somewhere down the street. Mm-hmm. It's just a completely different experience all around, just even based on what you're saying, which is really cool and unique. Yeah. So keep I, killing it. I wish we could, um, you know, do everything, serve every patient, even the, uh, you know, people looking for the lowest possible price at, mm-hmm. at all costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, some people come in, they're maybe surprised by the fact that we don't have a $10 dab or something, mm-hmm. uh, and they might, they might leave and not come back. Uh, and that's too bad. But uh, once, if they, if if someone generally tries a more clean product, uh, I feel it medicates a little better. Especially the full spectrum, I feel you have to use a little bit less, especially mm-hmm. with flour. Yes. Yeah. Yes, especially I agree with yeah. that. I definitely agree. Yeah. With that. <laughs> Back to the if someone maybe not fitting in your dispensary, it's like there's plenty other dispensaries that who do the big retail, you know, who are doing what you're not, which is fine. That's why there's other places for other people to visit if they are looking for that really low, yeah. you know, dollar sign or whatever. Yeah. I, I wish there was a better way for uh, people who care, like growers. There's a lot of growers who care about this. Mm-hmm. There's even dispensaries who care about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wish there was a good way to, you guys are doing it, educating the yeah. patient population about, you know, the mm-hmm. about what to consider. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> yes, that's why we're here. That's yeah. why you're here with us. We're exactly. learning from you oh. at the same time. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. a team effort, <laughs> for oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> No, you didn't at all. You you nailed it. So when it comes to the patient experience, Joe, what would you say is one of the most important things in your opinion? I know you had already said, like, I think it's important to see it to where it was grown, what it was, you know, the style and all of that that stands out. But is there something else that you think is important that like in medical 
cannabis patients should know? Uh, <clears throat> you know, be aware that uh, if you don't know your grower and you're just buying from a different, a different jar each week from a different shop, uh, you're possibly doing a sample of uh, pesticides that are not tested, tested for uh, used by inexperienced growers uh, who might see it as the only option. Yes, that's uh, Because good. competition is so fierce, uh, we might, there might be people doing things that are experimental and possibly untested. Yes. Uh, and uh, I yes. know for a fact that um, it's possible that uh, organic uh, pesticides such as soybean oil, things like this, mm-hmm. petroleum, mm-hmm. Uh, mineral oils, organic for vegetables. Yes. Um, if, you, if you smoked it, if you load it, sprayed it on a bowl of weed and then smoked it, you might be exposing yourself to the, yeah. those lipids. It might not be safe for you. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's untested and there's n- no one tests for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, you're a grower. That's a, and, yeah. uh, I'm, and I think it's rare. Do I think patients are actually being harmed currently? I, I hope not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, there are a lot of growers. And uh, the freedom that we have in, with our law and the openness that we uh, have, that we're yes. so lucky to have, Absolutely. we have to protect it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we see something that might not be right, uh, we should probably try to fix it. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. Yeah. So with that, what do you think of metric coming into play? I always oh, like metric. to see what people have to say about that because it's very it's very conflicting to a lot of people. Um, ideally, it's supposed to be in the benefit of the patient, but what are your thoughts on it? If it, if it helps the you know, patient, uh, in my opinion, uh, it will give every dispensary the opportunity to click the strain that they're about to sell mm-hmm. and then click the lab result and show the patient at that moment. Uh, it's integrated in such a way. Mm-hmm. So that's one benefit I see of it. Yes. There's a fuck ton of plastic mm-hmm. waste, yes. which is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, I don't know if it actually does anything to control outside weed coming to Oklahoma or the other way around. Yeah, so, I feel that. It's, yeah. it's all been that's very loose good, thus yeah. far. And the yeah. other thing is, um, you know, you have to pay metric. I paid. I signed up with metric months ago because... Mm-hmm. It was about to be the deadline. <laughs> and then uh, I've, I have to, you know, banking's a little bit of yes. a problem. Yes. And uh, metric, you can't pay in cash. Yeah. So you have to get a debit card. So you got to do something to, get, yes. to pay freaking metric. When, mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like they, it's, it's like they come up with these, these programs to set all the cannabis people up for failure that have these businesses. And it's like, how many roadblocks can we have you face before you actually get to the source of what you need? And it's very frustrating as a business owner, I can imagine, especially one that deals with directly in product. Like Brian and I obviously don't directly touch product. We're on the, like kind of the back door of the industry, which is grateful for that. But it's unfortunate that I feel like you got, a lot of people, growers, processors, dispensary owners work in an industry that not that they're set up for failure, but it it kind of drives them to be set up for failure in the way that it's certain laws are written. And yeah, it's just not done properly, I feel like. And, uh, you know, some people who were growers in other states or were living in another state with medical program, <clears throat> and they saw Oklahoma's program rolling out, uh, they were predicting, somebody was telling me years ago that, uh, you know, 
exactly what was going to happen, the mm-hmm. timetable. You know, big cannabis rolls in. Croptober's about to happen. You know, yeah. prices are going to plummet. Everybody's going to go out of business. And then, uh, you know, metric. And mm-hmm. then it's going to be prepackaged weed only. And then the quality will decline. Yeah. Uh, you know. I don't think Oklahomans will let that happen. You guys know we love talking about new brands in the market. So, Meat Dazed. Their products are handcrafted, so every one of their infused pre-rolls is packed by hand, not a machine, which I know every flower smoker can appreciate. They also take time to perfect their mix with live resin, Keef and indoor flower into every single joint. Dazed is veteran owned, which we love, and they take huge pride in being a brand that the everyday person can afford with quality while keeping Oklahoma groovy. Check on Weed Maps to find Dazed in your local Oklahoma dispensary. Now, let's get back to today's episode. I don't know though. I don't know though. I don't, I don't, I hope not because I feel like even from what we've seen, when we see like out of state brands come in or, you know, like out of state cannabis brands come in or big, you know, these bigger corporate companies come in, it rubs a lot of Oklahomans wrong. And we get that quite often, even though the Oklahoma, the money is going to Oklahomans, it's people, I feel like people just don't love to see the out of state brands. And I feel like a lot of local brands get supported a lot more and put on more, especially within our community, which is what we see. And I feel like Oklahomans will be very protective over that because, I mean, they want what they want to support Oklahoma. Like they want their stuff from Oklahoma. So I think people are proud to be. Yeah, they're, yeah, especially <laughs> especially the way our industry is going right now. Like it's so open, it's so vast, it's so opportunistic that. I think that people are going to be protective over it. I hope they are. I hope so. People listening, protect our community. <laughs> it all comes down protect to our land. what the consumers are purchasing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's real. So, Joe, this community is filled with a lot of love. Saba and I always say that. How do you find that this community has personally maybe impacted you? But how do you find that cannabis has helped change your life for the better? Oh. Wow. <laughs> well, boom, boom, boom. Uh, you know, cannabis has changed my life for the better by uh, just the main the main health health benefit it's have had on me is uh, you know a, a couple years ago starting the business so much stress drinking a lot mm-hmm. uh, I'm proactively using cannabis now after work uh, planning ahead. Yes. yes. You know, mm-hmm. Remedicating yes. instead of mm-hmm. driving by the liquor store. Yes. It's there you go. Make treating it more like a medicine. So that has really helped me. That one step there. I like That's that. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Cannabis awesome. is such a dear friend. It really is. Even like when I'm by myself, I'm like, oh, I'll just smoke. And then when I smoke, I'm like, oh, me and Mary, me and my friend Mary, <laughs> just kicking it. <laughs> and the love has been. You talked about the love of the, from community. the community and yeah. stuff and. Uh, you know, it's the only thing that uh, keeps us in business, of course. Absolutely. I'd, yeah. I'd be, who knows mm-hmm. what I would be doing. You still have uh, your but, herbs in your cabinet at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the most valuable thing to me is uh, trust with the patients. And, uh, you know, no matter what else happens, I feel that that's the last thing I can, even if they take away my lamp and my stapler yes (laughs) i still have the trust i hope yes absolutely so we uh we like to ask everyone this question but what is a stigma that you would like to see changed revolving cannabis 
Drum roll, please. <laughs> uh, I would say the fact that uh, the stigma, you know, I recommend cannabis oil for a headache or a minor cold, you know, mm-hmm. potentially a large dose. Uh, that's a stigma that using large amounts of cannabis means you're just trying to get high when you really might be trying to accomplish something. Yes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, by being conscious of your your large dose, you know, for a cancer patient. Right. It could be so useful. So I'd like to have that stigma reversed. Uh, I like microdosing cannabis too. Mm-hmm. Me too. But certain times, if you're sick or something, you need that big dose. Yes. yes. That's, I like that. That's really good. I feel like people don't know that enough. And no that, one has like, said that yeah. yet. No. We've asked. That's it great. won't kill you either. Yeah, that's real. It will make... Uh, can I tell a personal story? Please do. Yes. Well, uh, I had a an skin infection on my abdomen, and they. I went to the doctor. Uh, I have no insurance, so they stabbed it. You know, it was savage. Mm. It was so painful. <laughs> oh. And... Uh, she said, take ibuprofen or Tylenol, and I went home, and I took about a whole syringe of this uh, cannabis oil uh-huh. over about six hours, and I woke up about 18 <laughs> hours later, oh, and wow. the pain ew, the pain was so excruciating, I was uh, basically in tears before, oh, my gosh. and uh, yeah. I overdosed on the oil, uh-huh. and I slept, and when I woke up, uh, the infection was way down, and... Uh, you know, I was on antibiotics too, but yes. uh, wow, what a tool. Wow. When, I, can, uh, I mean, when that, needed, yeah. that's an alternative to Percocet Percocet, or a yes. dental procedure. Or like, yes. like something, yeah. yeah. An opioid. An yes. opiate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the cannabis oil? Oh, it was the uh, $12. It's, uh, it's a butane, it's an activated butane oil. Oil, okay. Okay. It is made with butane. I okay. apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's eating his words it's, right now. <laughs> it's not necessarily for inhaling. It's more for consuming that way. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. But it's made from 12 strains of uh, resonant cultivation trim. Wow. And it's mm. uh, processed into this uh, beautiful light-colored uh, FICO, or they call it RSO. Mm-hmm. And on the label it says, vaporizable. Wow. Ah. And you took a whole syringe. Yeah, it was about 600 milligrams of THC. Wow. 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 I can only imagine. Were you weed hungover the next morning? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What was that like? It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you slept for 18 hours? Yeah. That is incredible. Is your wife worried about you? She come in and check uh, to make sure you were still breathing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She did not like what I did. That Bless day, her heart. I was planning on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, have, uh, on it. we have uh, cancer patients who take uh, two or three whole syringes per day. Which that's what they have to do. Oh, for, isn't wow. it for like a certain amount of time? Everyone's is different, but for oh. a certain amount of time, they have to do it in order to help the cannabinoids like affect your body and the cancer the way that it needs to. And the pain threshold, I'm sure, is so high for Absolutely. them as well. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know. You can get those uh, that oil in your body uh, through suppositories too. Mm-hmm. It's very popular, uh, yeah. less, less psychoactive. Yes, mm. yeah. I actually know um, one of my friends' moms got diagnosed with cancer, and they were using suppository RSO. Um, and he said that it it helped like down here immensely, yes. immensely. It's more a focused yes uh, effect. Yes, absolutely. Mid-section. Which is cool. Mm. Yes, I like that. But I'm a. Uh, uh, 
I don't know if the FDA listens to this show or not, but <laughs> we hope not. We, like I said, we provide, we curate products, and patients control their own care. But we have a couple of patients with cancer mm-hmm. who are. This is the only treatment they're on, mm-hmm. uh, and their tumor is not growing. It's, that is beautiful. It's so cool to hear when that happens. And uh, I'm not suggesting anyone stop their treatment, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. I think uh, cannabis and maybe even medicinal mushrooms can work really well with uh, the current medicine. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> <too>. we could <laughs> dive into. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that this wraps up the episode for today, really. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, is there anything uh, else you'd like to say before we hop off? Uh, so much. Just thank you so much for what you guys do. And um, thank you to Oklahoma for uh, voting yes on uh, 788. Yes. yes. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here with us today, Joe. We really appreciate yes, you taking we time do. out of your day to thank come chat so with us. My pleasure. So please stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, Sam, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.